This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie champ at Left Bank Brasserie, Santana Row, San Jose. Chef David Basti, good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you, Liam? Uh, I'm Grant. Always good to be with you. And, uh, and you've been given a promotion since last I saw you, your new title, and you have a briefcase to prove it. What's your new title? I do. I am now the regional executive chef. Wow. How's the briefcase? Uh, pretty good. It's used, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you work. Literally, you work, and that's why you've been promoted. Uh, chef, I always begin by asking, what are we drinking? We're drinking a Rue Crémieux. This looks like something that uh, is very inviting, but I think it could da- do damage pretty quickly because it looks colorful and tasty. Uh, what's at the core of this drink? Well, it's a uh, blackberry a creme de mur and a pastis-based uh, drink. And uh, it is one of those drinks that will take you by surprise. And uh, after a couple, you'll know you had a couple. <laughs> Hello. Listen, it'd be naughty <laughs> not to drink together. So here, salut. Cheers. Salut. Cheers. Here we go. Mmm. Gosh, that is a darn good cocktail, is it not? It sure is. Chef, let's talk about your journey. You grew up in the south of France. Tell me about your early triumphs in the kitchen. When you were at home, who was cooking at home? And were you in the kitchen early on? So I was, but, you know, I grew up and I was raised by my grandparents. So grandma was doing the cooking. And uh, her son, my uncle, was a chef. And I used to follow him around his kitchens. You know, a yay, be little guy, you know, I used to follow him, all sure. these sous chefs and cooks, you know, kind of give me tasks, you know, and yeah. it was kind of fun. I made a big mess, but I had a lot of fun <laughs> doing it. Do you remember your first triumph <clears throat> in the kitchen when you said to grandma, look, I can cook? Was it, yes, was it one actually dish? actually I do. Yeah. It was one dish, very unusual. It was actually, we had went fishing. I was in the state of Maine in vacation oh, yeah. during the summer, and we had fished a bunch of eels. And nobody knew what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tackled them and I made a huge stew and everybody loved it. And that was very strange, but it was lovely. Yeah. So you got the bug, not just for cooking, but also the reward of watching other people uh, become happy through your food. Absolutely. I think that's, that's what it is. You know, it's hospitality. Sure. You know, it's, the cooking part is only one part, you yeah. know. Uh, and Maine would play an important part in your career, in your culinary journey. It is. When I finally moved away from uh, France when I was 17 in 1985, I arrived in Maine and I uh, worked at L'Occitane. was a French restaurant. Wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, the French guy in Maine at a French restaurant. <laughs> yes, uh, from the French Riviera to the state of Maine in October. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. Tell me about Maine. Uh, obviously, you went there on vacation. Uh, tell me about the food scene and your memories of it early on. And what was being served on the plate? So things have changed a lot, obviously, now. You know, yeah. back, in, back in the days, you know, in Maine, things were very beside, you know, your typical American pot roast and things like this. Yeah. It wasn't much of anything else. So it was meat and potatoes and some fish. And that's about it. That's really about it. So there was a big eye-opener when we tried to do some of our the French food. Now, obviously, you go to Portland and you... 
you know, you'll have all the restaurant you have here, pretty much. So, uh, you know, as a French chef, uh, classically trained, um, and trained in the technique, the old school techniques of French cooking. Uh, in the south, it's different from the north. So, the, the things you were cooking coming from the south of France, uh, what were they exactly? Well, for us, <coughs> a lot of fish. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fresh produce, you know, yeah. south of France, northern Italian, there's a lot of, you know, tomato, basil, sure. garlic, all the Provencal cooking, you know. Uh, and interesting because Italian cuisine would also, for many, many years, play uh, an important and instrumental part in your culinary journey. It does. Uh, when I first arrived in San Francisco for the first 14, 15 years, I yeah. cooked Italian. Italian with a major French twist, obviously, sure. but yeah. <laughs> Italian food, yeah, on Nob Hill. Uh, and tell me about the tenets of Italian cuisine. What's at the core of Italian cooking and cuisine? What are the ingredients, the main ingredients? Is it all pasta? It's more than pasta, right? Well, of course. You, you, know, you have your pasta, you have risotto, but the same thing. You have all your meats, you have all your fish, you have all your braised dishes, you have your osobuco, you have your gnocchis. You know, it's like, it's, and, and again, you find your tomato, your basil, your garlic, you know, and I was very happy. You know, a lot of the same ingredients. Sure. Do you still love Italian cuisine to this day? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. I love what I'm cooking, says Chef David. Um, San Francisco, obviously, you know, when, when you arrived there, the 80s, uh, an interesting time. You know, French chefs ruled. The restaurants that everyone took note of in the 80s were La Folie, Fleur de Lys. Uh, I mean, the French chefs were really our first rock stars, our first rock star chefs in the city. And I remember when <coughs> the scene turned, when chef be chefs became rock stars. Yeah. You know, we went from being... Back of the house. Back, you know, back of the don't house. Stay in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then suddenly everybody wants to know the chef. Everyone wants to meet the chef. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, Time Magazine uh, had uh, a huge article about what would you do if you were to redo your career over. And the number one job was chefs. And I was like, you people are nuts. Yeah. You, <laughs> know? you really know what it takes to become a <clears throat> chef. Exactly. You know, that was, that's when all the, everything came out on TV, you know, and, you, and they see the glorious time of it. Obviously, I love what I do, and I will not change it in the world. Sure. But it definitely was amazing to see that change. Yeah. And listen, for any chef back in the day, the idea of being a celebrity chef, I mean, it was non-existent. You were a chef to be a chef because you had a passion for cooking. The only famous chefs on television for, for, for many, many, many years were Julia Child, Jacques Pepin, uh, the Galloping Gourmet. Yes. Uh, and that was really about it. Yes, yes. It was not. It was nothing to do. We weren't doing it to become celebrities. That was non-existent. Sure. Uh, you were doing it for the big paycheck. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could laugh for five minutes. Uh, chef uh, Left, Left Bank Brasserie, uh, Chef Roland Passeau, uh, and the uh, Left Bank uh, team, uh, you've been with them. I mean, it's hard to imagine, but since... <sighs> 14 years since 1993 yeah. <clears throat> so I met Roland back when I worked in San Francisco and uh, wait wait 20 more than 1993 that's 20 2003 2003 I was going to say I was going to say wait a, wait a minute uh, so left bank that brasserie that is quite amazing <laughs> <laughs> listen you have good staff they know how to make a cocktail they know how to make chef happy uh, Roland Passeau the left bank team uh, 
in some ways it had to be a bit of a homecoming, coming back to cuisine which you love, yes. uh, and and working uh, with a with a French team of sorts. <clears throat> yes, and working with Roland's amazing. You know, yeah. Roland's. Roland is Roland. That's all I can say. Listen, you know, the, the, you're looking at his number one fan right, right here. Uh, and left bank, left bank brasserie. When you guys first thought about this concept, what were you hoping you would recreate or create uh, for diners here? So the concept was already in place before I came back to yeah. the. With that's, the team. that's right. They started because before. They started yeah. before in yeah. uh, Larkspur. Yeah. Me, when I joined the team, it was, uh, it was all about making people happy, go back to the roots, simple, the classic, the braised dishes, you know, just a few ingredients. And that's what we're looking for and towards, again, with our new menu coming in fall. Yeah. Uh, and listen, brings us neatly, uh, Chef, to this lovely dish. I know that you have a less is more philosophy. Let the ingredients speak for themselves. And that applies here. Talk us through this dish. So we have uh, roasted golden beets and roasted red beets. Uh, it's all uh, marinated with a little bit of sherry vinaigrette. I have a horseradish creme fraiche, a little bit of tarragon parsley oil, and obviously there's two little pieces of arugula and two little pieces of frisée more for decoration than anything else. And just let the beets speak for themselves and be what they are. You know, it's yeah. all about the produce. You know, it, sorry, it took me forever to realize that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. about the produce. Sure, absolutely. The protein is always the same. The protein is always there. And the yeah. produce is what changes all the time. Yeah. It all starts in the field with the farmers. Uh, and from that, uh, from that to the plate, really. It's, it is. And we have really good relationship with the farmers, you know. And what they bring us and what we find is just absolutely amazing. You start with a great produce, a great product. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Um, Chef David, before we, we have a little bite here, uh, Left Bank Brasseries, there are a number of them, and the LB Steak. Uh, tell us where they are and, you know, uh, where people can go and visit. Absolutely. So we have three brasseries, yeah. one here on Santana Row, yeah. one in Menlo Park, one in Larkspur, and we have two LB Steaks, the Steakhouses, one here on Santana Row, and the other one in Menlo Park as well. I have to tell you, Left Bank right here, sitting outside, you know... you. In some ways, it feels like the left bank itself. Uh, you got the music going gently in the background, the big uh, high ceilings and the fans, people passing by, great people watching. Uh, you got the vibe down right here. We do. We yeah. really do. It does, it does make me a little homesick. It uh, does make me homesick. And the servers in white, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It is. We have an amazing crew. A wee bit of France right here. So, Chef, grab sure. a fork. Uh, the new fall menu. So this is going to be on the menu, the beet salad. What other things will uh, folks uh, see on the left, left bank uh, menu? So what we're staying with the salads, we're bringing back endives and ridicule as a salad as well. We're going to bring a classic tart lyonnaise. Uh, Boeuf bourguignon is coming back. Beef bourguignon. <laughs> that was Julie. That was good. <laughs> with, uh, with beef cheeks, you know, so yeah. it'll be like nice and earthy. And Cheeky. Oui. Yeah. Bouillabaisse is coming on the menu. Um, pumpkin cheesecake, apple yeah. gato. Oh, so it. stop it now! Come on. Next, you'll be talking <laughs> about escargot. Escargot still on the menu? Of course. Oh, joy of joys. Waiter, two escargot to go. Thank you, um, chef. I know you have lots of passions outside the kitchen. One of your main passions is your son. Uh, every time we talk, I say, "How's your son doing?" And he's just finished college, right? It has. He finished back in May. Yeah. Uh, he, f- he graduated from Fordham University in New York, and he still lives in New York and loves it. Yeah, proud papa. 
absolutely my pride and joy no yeah. doubt about it uh, another big passion of yours is diving <clears throat> Yes. Uh, you are certified. I am. I, as a diver. Yes. <laughs> I'm certifiable, but I'm certified as a diver. <laughs> uh, tell me about that experience. When you go underwater, when you dive, what's that about for you? What, 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 where does that take you in your head, in your mind, your body, your spirit? Peace and quiet. It's the absolute opposite of the kitchen. Sure. You know, it's, there is no sound except your breathing. Yeah. You feel like you're floating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I fell in love with this probably 30 years ago, and it's just, to me, it's absolute just relaxation. What's the most beautiful thing you've seen underwater in all your diving expeditions and trips? The most wonderful thing you've seen? Sharks, a lot of sharks. Co- Cocos Island, about four years ago. Tiger sharks, uh, whale sharks. You, you name them, they were there. It was absolutely phenomenal. And in that moment, a shark's coming towards you. Are you in a state of peace and calm? Is there a slight piece of panic in your inner being? What are you thinking about? No, it was just, wow, I cannot get that picture. Yeah. Now, if it would have been a great white, I may have rethought it. <laughs> but otherwise, no, it was absolutely amazing. Well, Chef, uh, I love that you bring your passion for cuisine uh, to all that you do. Uh, and this dish, really, if Picasso was sitting with us, Picasso would look at this and go, ah, this is art. And it is. It's art on a plate that Picasso would be proud of. Well, thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> Let's drink to that. Chef David Bastille, left bank brasserie. Sante. Uh, you will find this dish. Chef, grab a fork, have a little bite. Uh, it's the beet salad. Uh, it does look like a work of art, but to taste these beets, they are in season. Tis the season. Here we go. Oh, my word. Joy of joys. Chef David Bastide has very kindly shared the recipe, also the recipe for the cocktail, and more on Chef's story as well. Cheers, my friend. Salut. Always great to see you. Santé. Plaisir yep. toi. Well done on the promotion. Thank you very much. Uh, more on Chef David Bastide's story and a link to all the Left Bank Brasserie restaurants and LB Steak at cbssf.com and click on Foodie Chap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.